Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Wednesday, September 27, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, a co-founder along with my wife of both Elijah List. <laughs> my hands are backwards. And uh, Elijah List and of course, Elijah Streams that you're watching right now. So welcome to the broadcast. Uh, it is September 27 for you. We are recording this the afternoon before at 2.39 p.m. on the 26th, just so you know uh, exactly when things are said. So we got a couple. We're going to bring David Herzog in here in just a minute or a few minutes. Now we're going to run a quick promo on uh, the intelligence briefing that uh, Robin Bullock and I will be doing uh, in uh, October, October 28 at his place. And so uh, without further delay, let's go ahead and run that clip. All right, well, it's time for Intelligence Briefing with Robin Bullock. So let's bring Robin on. There he is. Well, I wanted to tell you, man, the Elijah stream blesses me. I thank God for it, all of you guys. The war we're in now, we are in a spiritual war. And people need to make no mistake of this thing. We have moved into a time that's only parallel with the time of the Revolutionary War. God is doing some stuff, Steve. All right, God's doing some stuff. Now, I'm going to go ahead and run another clip with Jane Hammond, who just had a word for Robin. Uh, without further delay, let's go ahead and run that clip with uh, Jane Hammond this weekend, prophesying over Robin. Here we go. Says, son and daughter, that even in this season of time, that is your mandate to raise up the warriors, says the Lord. Uh, and I just want to say that as we came off the freeway, we passed the sign at the elementary school that said, be warrior ready. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, this couple will raise up the warriors so that they can be warrior ready. And the Lord says that I will send to you seers. I will send to you psalmists. I will send to you saints. And I will send to you shepherds, says the Lord. And you will raise them up for this is a season of multiplying. And you will even conduct boot camps, says the Lord, that will help people shift their mentality out of civilian mentality into Holy Ghost warrior mentality, says the Lord. The Lord says that it's been done in the past and people kind of went off in strange directions. But the Lord says that I took my time grounding you and founding you in my word. The Lord says that I have given you that double-edged sword of the, of the prophetic, says the Lord, but also the wisdom that comes with it. And the spirit of the Lord says, son and daughter, you will help to raise up my army. And the Lord says, that's why I chose here in Warrior, Alabama. The Lord says, for I have established an open hand heaven over this place because of your praise and the Lord says every place that you go you have learned how to open the heavens now I'm going to give you
you strategies how to pull that open heaven into an open earth that will bring dramatic transformation, says the Lord. For yes, you have sensed it, that the, that the body of Christ is moving into a new season, a new war season. And the Lord says, I want you to know, son and daughter, that you're going to help to prepare the warriors for the new war season. For the Lord says that it's going to be a season of, uh, of crossing over and crossing in, says the Lord, to possess. No longer will the body bought battle just to survive, but they will battle to possess. And the Lord says that even in this new season of contending, the Lord says that I'm activating prayers and prophetic words that you gave years ago. And the Lord says, my word does not return void. And the Lord says, I will keep my promise even to you and even to this land, declares the Spirit of the Lord. There is a ladder in Warrior, Alabama, where angels are ascending and descending. There's a ladder here, says the Lord, where I've opened the heaven. Now you will pull it down into an open earth and transform this place, says the Lord. You'll break the spirit of poverty. You'll break the spirit of religion. You'll break the occultic stronghold, says the Lord. And the Lord says, you will establish my kingdom, says the Lord of hosts. All right, listen, it's time to bring in uh, David Herzog. So without further delay, here's David. All right, good. welcome, David. And before I go on, I'll just apologize to the audience. Apparently that problem they're telling me was in the video itself, the interference. So we apologize for that. I think you could all hear it. But a little irritating to hear all that clickety clack. So, how are you doing, David? Great. How are you doing? Good. It's, it's been, been a awesome while. To be back with you, Steve. You're, thank you. It's, you. You're quite the world traveler. You've been to Israel multiple times this year. You've been to Pakistan. Where else have you been this year? I was just on the island of Patmos uh, about two weeks ago. We were in Paris, France, preaching. We've been in French Polynesia. We've been. I can't remember all the places we've been. This we've been a lot of places. We're going to uh, Israel again for the fourth time this year. In a few days and then philippines from there to do a big wow. event wow well let's talk about this before we get into your content let's go ahead and play the clip of what when you were in israel now for those people uh that may or may not know we sponsored two of those one of those we gave thirty thousand into it from the yeah. viewers and the other one we gave fifty thousand, which i think was more the lion's share of that one i'm not sure oh yeah you guys finance a huge part of that thing we really so really think so when you see these people now i don't know if this particular clip is from that one or not but um I lose track of when we gave, and <laughs> you probably do too. So, uh, anyway, well, David, if that's good for you, we'll play that uh, video uh, yeah. clip. Yeah. So here's outreach, that report. The last outreach in Jerusalem, right? Yeah. So here we go. I think it's self-explanatory. Let's play that. Hey guys, I'm David Herzog. We're here in Jerusalem. We just did the outreach. Over 500 people received the Lord right here in Israel, in Jerusalem. It's Shabbat today and miracles happened. We had healings of all kinds just popping all over the auditorium. We brought in these violinists from Moldova, incredible musicians that begin to sing and worship and do all kind of fun, kind of Eastern European Jewish music. We allowed them to come on a tour. We have like, I think like 10 tour buses here of people. We provided them a free tour of Jerusalem and many of them live in the south or southern part of Israel. And we're about to eat a meal with them and a beautiful meal that we prepared for them. It's just wonderful. Over 500 receiving the Messiah right here in the heart of Israel in Jerusalem. 
I mean, you can't think of a better place. It's a little bit hot here, but the Holy Spirit is hot as well. The joy of the Lord broke out. Um, just all kind of miracles, like like arms that were healed and eyes that were healed and legs that were healed and, and I think tumors and pains and bones and all kind of just miracles started breaking out. And then the presence of God came in the room as I was sharing the gospel that the only way to salvation is through the Messiah, that there's no temple in Jerusalem and there's no blood sacrifice that can cover our sins because there's no temple. And even if there was, the only sacrifice now is the Messiah, Yeshua, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And they understood the gospel. Pretty much every hand went up that I could see in the auditorium. And then thanking and praising the Lord and thanking me for sharing the gospel, which is very rare. In some places, you know, it's more, not, not as welcoming, but somehow something is happening here in Israel, in Jerusalem. There's a harvest of souls happening right here. And I wanna thank everyone that's been praying, that gave towards this, that's been fasting, something is happening. We're so excited. Amen. Great report, David. Good team that put that all together for you. I don't know if you do you do any of the editing or you got team. So, no, we hired actually a Russian girl who like in her 20s, it's really good at that. So most, most Ukrainians, a few Russians and this Russian girl there offered to make the video for us and she does that. So we, I said, yeah, I'll pay you to do it. And she did it for us. Awesome. She was there. She was right on the spot. So it was perfect. And so how how many, uh, like on that particular one, how many would have probably been saved then? Probably 450. I think we had like, I always try to under-report. So we, they say 500, but I say 450 just to be, you know, I always like to under-report just in yeah. case. Because, you know, you never know if a few don't end up getting followed up or don't, you know, there's always some that, but I mean, hey, 450, that's still really good in Israel. Now we've, the, our viewers sponsored, the, and I, I we talked about that too. We gave, uh, we sewed into this crusade that you have, and I'll play this clip in a minute that kind of shows a represent, representative video of what's about to happen in Pakistan, where how many 200,000 are coming? Is this that the number? Yeah, it'll be double. It's 200,000. This is the year of the double. <laughs> and so double. when you see this clip, you're going to see something that has about 100,000 in it, I think. Yeah. And, and imagine doubling that. That's what you, Elijah Streams viewers, paid for. That's coming yeah. up. And when is that coming up? That's um, October 20th. Okay, so this is kind of advertising Kenya, but it's going to show that clip of the 100,000 crowd so that you'll know that you double that, and that's what you, Elijah Streams viewers, just paid for. So uh, let's go ahead and play that. Amazing crowds. I have no idea how, when, when there's 200,000, do they have repeating microphone or sound systems all oh, the way they, back? Yeah, these guys are top notch. They have it. You know, it, it, the guy I work with, he's, he first brought Marilyn Hickey in the first time. He's done up to a million, so he can do it. Yeah, he, he owns Isaac TV. So he has all the churches, all the volunteers. They bring in all the buses. They know they have all the sound systems they need. They, they you know, they, they do it like you need multiple. So if it's 200,000, you can't just have one in the front. You got to have them spread throughout all the way to the back huge screens in front and back they got roaming um what do you call it um drones yeah, yeah. so it's, it's funny you're preaching you see these things right above you just going back and forth zooming <laughs> these drones like what the heck it's, it's pretty well, they're pretty they're pretty high you know top top notch that's just amazing 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 so well i appreciate you doing all that god appreciates you doing all that and of course people getting saved will one day not only thank you for doing it they will thank our viewers for for Amen. paying for it so that you could do it 
And I just yeah. want to thank our viewers for their generosity because uh, they can see, I'm, and I'm sure they can see with what we're saying and showing that we're very careful with their money to to sow it into the kingdom. Um, things, money that we don't have to have, uh, most of it's sowed into God's work. So, wow. not uh, maybe not maybe most of it. I mean, obviously, like any minister, you have to have savings set aside for a certain amount. But uh, you can, we just sow and sow and sow into the kingdom. So anyway, well, we're going to jump. Go ahead. We're going to jump into the content you have. We're going to talk about fifty-seven eighty-four that we. Uh, year 5784 in the Hebrew calendar that we've just entered into. Yeah. Um, go for it, David. Well, what, we were we were fasting actually yesterday or the other day on Yom Kippur, and, and we had a Rosh Hashanah conference, so a lot of revelation was coming that God was showing us. But the 5784, the difference is the four, that the last number is four. That's double doors. And so it's interesting. When I look back, everything's double. We did two outreaches, a second Pakistan outreach. The second outreach is double the amount of people. It means like wow. everything's tripling and tripling. Um, destiny of nations about to shift. And then look, Philippines just opened up. We're going there. And then again in March. So it's double, double. Everything's doubling. Wow. And so, so there's double harvest. You know, the former and the latter rain in the first month, it says in Joel. And that's about the fall feast. Double portions of outpouring, double harvest. So though not to everybody, of course. Those who are faithful, those who are doing God's will, double, double, double. So that's one thing. A great shaking's coming. We know that. But it's not just the shaking. We, you know, we look at the negative stuff the enemy's doing or the globalist or whatever or AI. But that's just the devil's camp. But God has got a bigger plan. He's going to allow the shaking for the great harvest. So if yeah. a tree gets shaken violently, well, the fruit just falls down. So either you're you're ready with your harvesting baskets under that tree or you're just in defense. So you have to have defense, but you got to have even more of an offense in, in God because God's always expanding. God's always taking over whatever plan that you – a lot of people are prophetic enough to get the second heaven strategies of the devil. You know, AI, digital currency, globalist, w, and we know all that. And we share about that, too. But you got to go more prophetic and get the third heaven, war room of heaven plan that God has to counteract all that. He sees all that. He laughs from heaven. He's going to get the last word. He's going to get the last harvest. So that's what we're coming into is the harvest. You know, watch out for all the demonic stuff. Yes, but don't just stay on defense. Go into offense. You know, the apostles, they weren't just hiding from the Romans or the religious authorities. They were being persecuted, put in jail. But what are they? They kept going. Even so when you say from, from a practical standpoint, someone say, well, I have a job and I, I do, uh, you know, ministry that when I can. Uh, what do you mean offense? Give an example of what is offensive instead yeah. of just playing. So the offense would be sharing the gospel to your neighbors, to okay. at work, doing it with wisdom so you don't get fired, obviously. But but doing the best you can. Defense only would be just being careful, try not to get canceled, try not to say the wrong thing that will offend every possible group. That's just trying to be deep. But offense is just let the Lord use you, give a word of knowledge. Hey, can I pray for you? Can I, at the gas station, at work, at, and, and you know, if you're just a normal person, not in the full-time ministry, you know, being bolder with your family members that aren't saving, God giving you something for them that they know it's God, you know, it's offense time. It's not just defense. You know, the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. So they say sports, right? Yeah, I'd rather I feel safer going on the cutting edge in those in the nations and what we're doing because I have the, all the hosts of heaven has to back me up versus if I just stay home and do nothing. You don't have all the angels that you would have if you went on. So, the front yeah, line. say that again, because what you're just saying is like, OK, let's hear this again. If you're doing nothing, you don't have all this backup from heaven. If you're doing offense, suddenly angels and the heavenly hosts all show up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they have to. Yeah, because God promises it. You know, he, he promises to be there and go into all the world. These signs shall follow, you know, and how do you have the signs, the glory, the angels, the 
So you're actually more, I feel more protected being on the front lines than just staying home doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because the enemy could just take you out or get you discouraged or get you sick or get you. But when you're on offense and you're going, a train's going 200 miles an hour, it's much harder to get that train to stop than a train that's not even going anywhere. You know, you can put roadblocks, you can block that thing. So some of you watching, God's told you to do some stuff. This year, start to do it. Don't just wait. Don't be in fear. Is there another pandemic coming? Are they going to lock my bank account? Are they going to? Don't don't be the what if, what if. Do now what you can do now while the doors are open. That's what I say. Yeah, and I mean, I would. I, I people get uh, afraid to start, and if they're, and I think a, a caution. This and you, I'll ask you to weigh in on that. Is if someone's saying, "Well, I know God's told me this, and He's probably told me a couple of times, but I just need one more confirmation." Talk about that. All right, here I'll give you your last confirmation. Nike, just do it. That's your <laughs> well, and, and then here's number four. Jesus said, "Go into all the world, preach the gospel." There, that's you now have the instruction. Yeah, so you don't need a word for everything. Like, if someone's sick at the at Walmart and you see them bend over and oh, I'm in pain, you don't go, "Lord, is it your will for me to?" The Bible says, "Heal the sick." So it's you don't have to pray on that one. You can just do it. You know. So I tell people, well, if you have to feel lead all the time, buy a piece of lead like those, uh, maybe a, a piece of metal or your phone, call it your lead. And every time someone's sick, oh, I don't know if I, sh- if I feel lead and just feel that metal and you go, oh, I feel lead. <laughs> you pray for him. I don't yeah, feel yeah. lead. I'm that guy on the street. Oh, I feel lead. And just, and eventually you take out the training wheels and you don't need the lead anymore. You just do it. That's you know? good. That's you funny. Very, it's good. Yeah. You need direction on that, you know, but basic stuff like, should I take a shower today? I don't know if I feel lead. Let, let me smell you. Yeah. I feel lead that you need to shower. Go shower. You know? Yeah, you know, even back to the the, the whole story, the whole story with even Elijah list starting that, and then Elijah's dreams is we felt like we knew what God wanted to do, and then we would dip our toe, and we dip our toe in three or four aspects, waiting, not waiting, but seeing, and then whatever God breathed on, I mean, it started to be fruitful. We go, okay, let's focus on that, and then within that, we would say, let's try these things to see which of these now expands it. And that's you just we just are dip, toe dippers. Well, you have a lot of faith too. That's faith too. You, yeah. have, you have a kind of a. It's not always an angel visiting you saying, "Here's what you need to do." Most people, it's an impression. It's a strong sense. Yeah. And something gets confirmed. You see a banner on a on a billboard. Oh my gosh, that's what God was telling me. And then you just kind of go, "Okay, let's." It doesn't hurt to try. It's better to yeah. err in faith than to err in doing nothing. Yeah, I remember hearing that um, some preacher years ago <laughs> talking about. A person that says, well, God told me I'm going to be in, mission, in missions to all the world, missionary to all the world. And uh, the, the preacher they told it to said, okay, uh, how long have you had your passport? Oh, I haven't got a passport yet. <laughs> you know, so um, it's kind of like, duh, go out and get a passport because he's not going to send you anywhere without a passport. So, yeah, these are steps of faith. Dipping your toe, I should start a ministry, toe dippers. Anyway, uh, listen, okay, so I've, I've got my notes and you got your notes, so take it from where you are. Did we finish with si- your first section? or anything Well, we just we're entering a new season, new assignments, new doors are going to open. Even in the last 24 hours since Yom Kippur, we've been seeing new doors. I mean, even yeah. this morning, I was like, wow, new opportunities, everything's shifting. So look for new people that you're going to run with that maybe you didn't run with before, new friendships, new ministry connections new business partnerships, it's a new season. So you're going to have some of the old from last time, and you're going to have some new people that God's going to bring in your life for the new, whatever your destiny is this year. Look for those. It's an open door season. Um, One last thing I want to ask you about before the next section is, (laughs) 
excuse me, pardon the tickle cough. Um, if someone has relationships that have been dragging them, on, but they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because they feel, feel like they kind of got to hang out with them, even though they're they're drag on the gospel and the kingdom. Talk about that for a minute, if you have any words of wisdom. Sure. So yeah, so there's seasons where we were with people that were that they were running with us, they're running in the vision, and then all of a sudden they took a left turn and they're just completely not in the same flow. They're not prophetically discerning what God's doing. They're just in a rut. And then if you're with them, they drain you. They just talk about problems or and you just like it's a waste of time. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So you have to learn when to cut your losses and just say, sorry, brother, I love you. I'm so busy doing this for the kingdom. You just have to shift your time because time is, is the thing we don't have a lot of. So you have to just now if it's your husband or wife. Well, that's a little different. You're stuck with yeah. them or your kids that live at your house. Yeah. Then you then you pray for them differently. But I'm saying like just people that just you feel obliged to have to spend time with them that's not productive at all. Then after a while you have to you have to find a way to shorten that. Yeah, I mean just we're afraid to tell them you know we're going different ways. I'm super busy right now. I'm not going to have the time in this next season that I did before. But let's stay in touch. You know, text or whatever. You just have to learn to be yeah. gracious and loving, but yet explain this is what God's telling me. Yeah, and you know what? God will God will multiply blessings of favor for you the moment you did that. The moment you you go your separate ways in a, you know, as kind of way as possible, all of a sudden he's going to go. Phew. I mean, he's yep. I've seen that over and over. Well, lay aside every weight so you can run. That could be a weight too. You know, yeah. he says the, you know, lay aside every sin and the weight that easily besets you. Yeah. The sin, yeah, we know that, and then weights, just things that are time killers. Yeah, back in the emotional draining people. You go meet and there always is a huge drama and it takes 10 hours to figure it out. Uh, you might not have time for that. You know? Back in the 90s, I, when the Elijah list was going, I got called in uh, and confronted by the pastor of the church and assistant pastor. And that's always, um, and, yeah, it's always fun. And we knew something bad was going to happen, but I didn't know what it was about. And basically, they, the bottom line, if I, you know, I could take a two-hour meeting down to 20 minutes, you need to stop doing the Elijah list and go wow. get a job. And uh, we can't, we can't uh, be, uh, how, how we can't oversee someone prophesying. Uh, who, basically, they didn't say, who are you? But th their attitude said, who are you to be prophesying? And, uh, again, they didn't use those words. They just said, you can't do that. We can't. Uh, they removed me from the home groups. The minute I said, okay, and the assistant pastor started weeping, he said, he said what are you going to do, Steve? I said, well, we're leaving. Obviously, if we can't do that, we're leaving. And they're saying, well, we're not telling you you have to leave. We're not <laughs> kicking you out. I said, yeah, you are. <laughs> if I can't we're do the ministry. That's all. We're just controlling your life. You know, and, and he started crying. And he said, well, why are you leaving? And, and I and I didn't. I, this, there wasn't arrogance when I said what I'm about to yeah. tell you. I just heard myself say it, kind of. I didn't plan <laughs> on it. I said, I must. I, I I'm. It was the, It was what Jesus said. It was the one where he said, I must be about my, that was it. I must be about my father's business. I always, all of a sudden, can remember it. And it wasn't trying to be smart aleck or anything. I just said, yeah. I must be about my father's business. And from well, that moment on, we exploded. Not an apostle. That's a difference. Yeah. And yeah, from that moment on, we exploded. The Elijah list took off. Yeah. Once we said we're, we're leaving, and we did a couple days later, we just, we put feet to it. We yeah. said, we're leaving, and we left. Their season. Yeah. That was the season you had to go to the next season. Yeah, we didn't make a fuss. We didn't start a church split. We we didn't badmouth the pastor. We just left. 
you know, well, and, a lot of people, they don't, when you make a shift, they don't see the shift like Joseph or Daniel, or, uh, you know, they didn't see the shift that happened in their life. And they just see you as the little church member, but now you've gone to the next level. Yeah. If they were, if they were apostolic and prophetic, they would have seen, Oh, wow. I yeah. have the honor of helping to pastor this or help to help Steve. But instead, you know, it's jealousy. Yeah. There are people, and there's thousands of people watching right now who came in and your leaders helped nurture you along. They feel like they're your mothers and fathers, and so they sort of are, and, they, and they've been kind to you, and you've served them well. But in their eyes, not, this is not against them, it's in their eyes you will always be their young son and daughter who they yeah. brought out. They will, many of those will never be able to see you as that next level yeah. You're going to have to leave because God already sees it. But then you'll find other people that will applaud your growth and they'll be like, hey, I'm here for you if you need some prayer. Yeah. Word. That, that's the kind of leaders you need in that next season. You know? Yeah, really, really good. Okay, David, let's see. Our next section is about the exponential increase in knowledge. I'm really curious to what, you know what you're going to say about, about that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we're in the end times, obviously. And if you don't believe it, I always make a joke. I say, I'll prove we're in the end times. And they're like, ready for the work. Hey, prove it to me. I'll say, well, when you die, that's your end times. So you're, <laughs> you're living in your own end times, whether you like it or not, whether you're yeah. 90 or 12, you know. So yeah. Daniel says, Daniel can seal these words, seal up the book until the end of time. Many will go to and fro, back and forth. That's like air travel and all that. And knowledge will increase. So, and he didn't say which knowledge. I think it's all knowledge. So the knowledge, secular knowledge, AI, you know, all that stuff, robotics, they can, they have, but then God's supernatural knowledge will also increase. God will give supernatural knowledge to his people that will even override what all the technology can do. And I'll give some examples of that. But like social media, YouTube, people honed it correctly and it exploded. People got so much more knowledge by being able to go to YouTube or the internet, but then also social media. But the enemy also used it for great devastation. Like so many young people are just destroyed by social media. Their mm. image, suicides, how they see themselves, hooked on it, they can't even hold a job. So again, all this technology can be good for good or evil, just like what we're doing. The technology we're using is being used for good. But yeah. quantum leaps of technology are about to hit in the natural realm. So the, the AIs that are coming, and I'll talk about that in a second, you know, it's really can be used for evil and there is an evil intent for it. But then again, God can use anything for good or evil. But there is a major quantum leap of knowledge increasing prophets and apostles and God's people have supernatural knowledge that even the elites don't know about. The elites behind the scenes that are controlling everything supernatural knowledge and wisdom will be released to God's people and to say, how did you know that? Kind of like what Daniel had, what Joseph had on, okay, here's what's coming, but here's how to prepare for it. Even the king of, of this demonic wicked empire was asking him for knowledge, not the psychics, not all the other, you know, demonic people, but what do you know, Joseph? You know something all these others don't know. All these other in the demonic or the elites or the globalists, God's going to give them supernatural wisdom and knowledge. Uh, so and then accurate details we're seeing an increase in this and we go in levels of it but like even this last week at rosh hashanah we, we've been moving in higher levels where god will give us names of people or pin numbers or addresses and then and then the, yeah that's me then look at them and start to read their mail this happened when you were younger da, da, da. so that's increasing but then that's going to be given to world leaders that's going to be given to people in high levels they're going to call someone in that no one knows and they're going to read their mail and what their plans were and watch out, don't do that plan or you're going to be, God's going to nail you on that. But this one, if you do this and they're going to be like, whoa, there's no way you could have known that. That was in a secret meeting with no cell phones that we met with the globalists in Switzerland. How did you know that was our next plan? And so God's going to use all that in the end times. That's because 
the Israelites were fighting, let's say, Jericho, right? Jericho had big walls, impenetrable. No one could penetrate it. That's high-level technology. The Israelites had supernatural technology. Go around seven times. Don't talk. And I'll talk in a minute about circular glory. You know what? But go in a circle seven times and then blow the trumpet when I say. And that supernatural technology dismantled those walls. Egypt had the highest technology known to man at that time. They built the pyramids. To this day, we don't know how they built how they Right. Built. They have no idea how they and lifted those things demonic, up. The highest level demonic witchcraft. Some say, you know, the, the pharaohs were part human, part, you know, fallen angel or whatever. But it was very evil, very powerful. And the Israelites, with the God of Israel, somehow was able to smash all those idols, all seven plagues, get them out with the gold and the silver. I mean, so in these end times, it looks like in the natural, oh, there's no way we can run. We can't hide. They can track you every, everywhere, cameras everywhere, your phone, like everything you say. Like they can just get you if they want. But God can make you invisible. My mom used to smuggle Bibles into China. Really? And to Cuba way back in the 80s. She would go on these trips and come back. And I think I got that bug from her, you know, and she goes and she would go to China and, not, and and somehow they wouldn't see her go through customs. She would just go. They didn't see her. Cuba, she comes in and there's a nun, a Catholic nun in front of her and she doesn't have any Bibles. And they're screaming at her and ripping her clothes uh, off her out of her bag and, and just treating her terribly because she's represents Christianity, even though she's Catholic. She's not probably not even born again. And my mom comes full of Bibles under her clothes. And she's praying in tongues. Oh, God, God, God. Under her clothes. They open her suitcase. They put their hands on the top of her clothes. They're about to look inside. And they go, are you a tourist? You go, yeah. Okay, go. She just barely, I mean, like supernatural. So I'm saying is the supernatural is going to be more and more needed. With the increase in knowledge, God's going to give supernatural knowledge. Ephesians 1.16, the father of glory. So you got to get in the glory first, the presence and glory. In the glory, he released wisdom, revelation, and knowledge, it says in Ephesians 1.16. To know the hope of your calling, the working of his power, how the power works, the inheritance in the saints, the riches of the inheritance in the saints. If you keep reading, even unto the raising of the dead, not just in this age, but the age to come, meaning over future events, having authority. So the glory of God, getting in the glory. How do you get in the glory? The fear of the Lord, holiness, presence, praise, waiting on him. And in that presence, sudden you have supernatural wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. To how, from financial matters to your ministry to kings of the earth to how to do uh, ministry differently or what AI can I use? What levels of AI is not good because it's part of the demonic system? Everything's going to be in this season, this year, I believe is coming. It's that supernatural. But even the AI, you got to use a lot of discernment because the AI can spy on you. Like, you know, they can spy on what you're saying and report back to. Yeah. To yeah. I mean, do you have, by the way, do you have any practical tips on what's good AI and what's not? So I, well, it's still brand new. So, like, so some AI, let's say to do your accounting, let's say it takes at the end of the year to do all your tax and accounting, like my secretary does, and it takes forever to get everyone's tax receipts. And you have some kind of AI program that can just do that in five minutes. It would take you two weeks. That could be useful. You know, editing a, a book you want to write and you have to hire an editor and it takes forever. It takes them a month to, and an AI just does it in five seconds or five minutes or translates all that into perfect French. Or, you know, so there's many levels where some of the technology will speed us up. But then the danger is going to be is it's so reliant on the AI technology that then you're just, you get deceived because then it goes more and more and more, kind of like social media. You get more and more addicted. And some pastors, here's what you don't do. Instead of praying about their sermon, there's some pastors on the news now. They're just giving the sermon to AI. Just write me a sermon on this subject. And they just preach that. And they're no longer hearing the Holy Spirit. And it's so, it looks so perfect, looks so easy. But it's not because it's a computer that's not hearing the Holy Spirit. 
writing your sermons and then prophecies coming from AI. And then they can make us look like us right now talking to each other, use our voice and make it look like we're saying something completely different or saying hate speech or something we didn't say. But they're looking at us right now. Oh, my God, that's David. That's Steve. How can they say that? And then you get canceled. So, so it's got it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be both. So I think we, it's so new. We have to go very carefully. Yeah. Into the season. You, but we still need to use some of it because that's going to skyrocket. God will still use it. A lot of Generation Z will get saved through social media using some level of AI technology to get the gospel into the social media. So I'm, and I'm still it's brand new. But this year it's, it's going to really explode. But the deception is, you know, it says the image was talking in the in, in the end times. And, and those who didn't bow down to the image, a talking image that could be an AI, basically. And it had power to destroy people that didn't bow. So it, it looks like some something with AI connected with digital currency, connected with your global health thing, it's going to be all connected in the end of the end. And so that's what I'm saying. Take it carefully, but but don't keep luring. Okay, what if they say, man, this AI is so great. It's helped my ministry. It's helped me financially. And they go, okay, the next step, just put this microchip in you. And by that time, people are going to go, it's not the mark of the beast because, you know, and let's say let's say everyone's got a different view on the rapture when it is right some are preacher poster yeah what if it's later than we think so then when this microchip comes the church goes oh that's not the mark of the beast because the lord hasn't come back yet see how that can be a deception so yeah. that, that so we're going to take that so again you got to use wisdom no one knows the day or the hour completely so again it's it's awesome god's going to use it it's also very evil it's going to be used in evil but there's a levels of it we can use that will greatly expand the gospel but again, yeah. with a caveat, be careful you don't get so sucked into it that you start putting everything on that AI. I hope that it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It gives it, you know, we need to start hearing that kind of wisdom. You know, we got to start hearing it. By the way, what did you mean? I mean, you talked about circular glory. Oh, yeah. I had, had someone uh, a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, share with me. Um, it's not someone that we have at Elijah Streams or anything. They started sharing that God took him to heaven. When they were a little girl, and everybody in her encounter was walking counterclockwise. I thought, what? Why would she see that or know that? And I thought, is that silliness or what? And I'm not saying it was. I'm not inferring it was, but that's what she said she saw. And then I see this thing you're talking about circular glory. So I mean, relate what sure. I just I told it. you. Yeah, I love it. So one time we were doing our Friday worship night with our staff in our house uh, some years ago in Sedona, actually at the time. And I start seeing the word circular glory and downloads start coming to me. And I start just suddenly understanding how things happen in the spirit realm around the throne. They go the 24 elders around the throne. Uh, things move in circles. Atoms move in circular. So when there's a breakthrough, when the waters are being stirred and people got healed, there was a movement. So when there's a movement, it, things in heaven move in circular patterns. That's why they went around Jericho seven times. That, that's why the, the cults and Satanism and all that, they also do circular they, they go in a circle really? and they try to do in the reverse. So, so they're imitating something from no. heaven when the cult does it. They're imitating something. Yeah. Satan's a copier. He's not a creator. Yeah. He copies everything. And so even like being transported supernaturally, I've been transported several times with, with my wife. You know, my wife and I were driving and Stephanie would pray, Lord, help us get there quicker. And all of a sudden we're driving like we're going through Paris traffic. And, and it's an hour, at least an hour long. And we're late for this real important meeting at the police station for something else. And then all of a sudden, in 15 minutes, we're there, and a seer in the car saw us going through the traffic. And Whoa. so, but how does things, how does transportation happen? Well, how did Elijah get transported to heaven? Remember the whirlwind came? 
a whirlwind that's circular patterns how did the wheels in ezekiel the first blueprint for aircraft and helicopters and everything was the wheels of ezekiel as the wheels moved it hovered it was a hovercraft as the wheels turn of those things so it, and even the earth is is round right and some think it's flat but you go up there it's probably not i'm sure it's not and so it goes around the sun it goes around the axis so circular when when you say the spirit's moving it moves in circular patterns you know winds move in circular the spirit was hovering over the waters that it was moving in a circular pattern it was a vibrating sound and then god spoke so when you how do you get things to go circular so if they're circular like atoms when you get in the glory and you start to worship him and, and praise him repent fast anything you do like that it increases so many people will say oh i feel the spirit here but other times they'll say oh i feel a strong moving of the spirit in this room when there's a strong moving that's when the miracles start to happen the prophetic words start to come the deliverances it's one thing to get the spirit to come it's another to get him to move oh that's and very that interesting you can speed up the moving by prayer fasting decreeing waiting on the lord giving stepping out in faith when he tells you repentance like in um you know this last yom kippur a lot of people around the world fasting and praying there's a, an acceleration in the spirit you know around the throne the bible says they go and they yeah, holy 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 the cherubim the so circuit things moving in circular patterns and you want it to go faster and faster and faster so if you're on a 21 day fast and you're in the glory and you're man you're moving at a high speed so like one guy goes to a church and i heard the story and he, and he just says hallelujah and the holy spirit broke out that's all he said and they were wailing on the floor and miracles are breaking up you'll open heaven visions and the next speaker's coming a week later he's like man i'm gonna try that i heard that what happened when that guy did it so he comes he goes hallelujah nothing happens they're like okay well well what's the message and he's like what hallelujah and nothing happened so he asked that guy how come when you said it he goes oh it wasn't because i just because i said hallelujah i just came off a heavenly encounter 21 day fast i've been praying and fat and pressing in so he was in a higher like someone can pray for the sick and they're like uh, they're praying and praying and they don't seem to get healed right away it's like the constipation prayer you know yeah oh lord you know it's like they're pressed so it's like so hard another one just looks at the person just bare says be healed boom they're healed because they're moving on a higher a higher intensity in the Lord, a higher vibration, a higher frequency. So it's not just saying the exact words, just like saying, come out in Jesus' name. Well, those Pharisees who weren't even saved, the demon said, well, Paul, I know. Peter, who, who are you? So it depends on what level of glory that's moving at speed, how fast things will operate when you prophesy. Ruth Heflin used to just barely speak a word and things would just explode, open up. She called me on the mission field and, I would, and she would give me a word and I'd feel my whole body electrified and within really? hours, everything she said would start happening because she's on a higher glory. Higher glory, less time it takes for something to happen. If you walk in heaven right now, how long will it take to be healed of anything? Cancer, instantly because of the glory. And the glory, when it comes on the earth and you're in that high intensity moving glory and you speak into that whirlwind of glory, it's, it's like lightning. That's why some people seem to have more powerful effects when they pray, when they prophesy, when they so she prophesied to me like you're going to go to the government and prophesy to governments and stuff okay and i just so i go to africa on my first trip and i feel the glory come on the plane and i said i declare that which was prophesied i will prophesy to the government i get there and i'm thinking old school like well one day maybe in 10 years maybe this will open the door for eventually and i wasn't planning i didn't even ask the lord what the word was because i was just like i didn't realize how fast the glory moved and i get there and they go well here's your stuff and here's your anything else you like i said yeah can i speak can I speak to your government, like president or vice president? And the guy looked at me like I was crazy. Like, he just got there. Take me to your leader. 
And then he just didn't say anything. So I just blew it off, did the crusade. And then the last night he says, I know it's your night off. Get your suit on and tie. We're going to the vice president's house. I said, how did you open that door? He said, brother, when you asked me, we tried everything possible. We told the guy, you have a major life or death prophetic word. And I said, what? He goes, do you have one? I said, no. He goes, you have two hours to come up with a life or death prophetic word for this guy. <laughs> and, I like, oh my God. and I realized the speed at which when you're in a higher glory, you're thinking old school. Oh, it might take a while. Or you give an offering. And boom, yeah. it's so fat. The reaper overtakes the sower when you're in a higher level. So this is the speed that we're coming into in the last days. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. The glory, the, the, the knowledge of the glory shall be poured out. Not just the glory, the knowledge of it. How to glory. You can have a glory come and leave your meeting and nothing happened. No one gets healed. No one gets it came and it left. If you have knowledge of that glory, you know how to get it to manifest in all these other areas. Anyway, it's a whole. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why there's certain people like in a, in a public meeting, there's certain people you really want to help. Um, what's the word? Administrate what the Holy Spirit is doing because they're sensitive to his movements and mm -hmm. his desires. And so certain people you could are more trustworthy to be up front and say, the Spirit's telling me we need to da 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 And they're trustworthy. Someone else that knows nothing about it gets up there and the Spirit just leaves, right? Because... It, it's like the same thing. I don't know you, you know, and they're trying to tell me what to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, people, if anyone that corrects you, if they have a relationship with you and you trust them and love them, you know, okay, maybe they're hearing the Lord. But a lot of times it's criticism. Oh, you, you, you shouldn't go to Pakistan. You know, how many of them really stay saved after, the, you know, it's like, okay, let's just not win anybody then because we don't know how many will stay saved. I mean, that's always the... Well, you and I talked about that a few uh, episodes ago when you and I were on, but because uh, someone had said, I think this is known that, let's say in the Billy Graham crusade, only a certain percentage stuck that got saved. They would all raise their hands. There would be 3,000, however many. And yeah. years later, they would follow up and there'd be like 7% or something. And I asked you about that. And do you remember what you said? You know, I said, well, isn't that kind of a... Well, you ask how, how are they following up? So like the ministry we go to, so it depends on the ministry too, that they have everyone that gets on those buses, most of them are being busted in. They have all their names, all their address, the phone number, then they're following up on them. But the difference is the Billy Graham times. So it was just the gospel, but it was no miracle, no deliverance. Yeah. If you're full of demons, you're full of demons. You get saved. The demon's going to drag you right back. No, you're going back to your lifestyle. You're going, but we did mass deliverance. Now they're free. Now it's a little different. They want, oh my gosh, there's not that pool as there was before. So the Billy Graham days, they weren't doing mass deliverance, mass yeah. healing, miracles. You get healed of being crippled. You're, I don't think you're going to run back to the bar and just go get drunk. Yeah, you're, you're not like, going oh, yeah, to get healed of being crippled. You're not going to go, well, that was probably just an emotional high. No, not exactly. if you got healed from being crippled. That was no emotional high. So the gospel right. before was more just like, like, okay, I intellectually agree with that. I feel some of my spirit. I pray the prayer. Whereas, But then the vices are still there pulling you back into your old sin nature sometimes with, the, with not being delivered. You yeah. get delivered at salvation. And the last time what we did, something no one ever does, we got everybody filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. The 100,000 crowd, they were pretty much all Muslims. We were getting healed, mass miracles, mass deliverance. And then I just did mass. And they told me, we've had the biggest speakers here, but no one's ever done mass baptism of the Holy Spirit. Usually we wait till they get to the local church once they follow up. And I say, yeah, but what if they don't get there? Let's get them filled now. And so that I think there's different ways that God's doing to increase that number but the Bible said this, the word will come. Some will fall on rocky ground, some on good ground. Some on, so you can't guarantee 
just like I can't guarantee every Christian won't backslide or won't turn away, but it's better than not trying, not going for the harvest at all. How many yeah. watching God, you, how many watching that got saved? It took four or five, six people to share the gospel to you. Yeah. One person at work, then one person by your church. Then So you don't, you can't discount the Holy Spirit also continue to work on that person. So all I know is the Bible says, go into all the world, preach the yeah. gospel. It doesn't say, except if you're not sure they'll stay saved, then don't do it. Well, no, give everyone a chance to be saved. You know? Yeah. Really, really, really good. Really good. Um, well, where should we go? Uh, talk about your, your time in Patmos, the island, island of Patmos. Oh, it was awesome. We land there. We were preaching in Paris, France. It was awesome in France. Miracles, salvations, everything. Then we get to Patmos. We're like, man, we're so close. Let's just go. So we had a few days, and we just went. And we just had to take a boat to get there, a three-hour boat ride to, from the closest island. There's no flights into there. You land in the presence of God at the airport already. Really? We get to our hotel, presence of God. I thought it may be at the cave. Then we got to the cave. It was heavy, heavy. And this is the cave where it's purported that John lived, or they know John lived there? Or... Yeah, they know he lived there because there's a scripture that mentions where the cave was between this place and this place. Really? There's no other cave between those two places, and it's, it's obvious it was there. And you see the crack in the wall, and they explain where the angel had come in. It had, it, where the crack came in, it, can't, it wouldn't be normal to crack, crack in, the, in those three different ways. And we got there, we began to pray. It was just, all I know is our spirit was electrified. Like, I've been to Israel like you. And some places you can really feel it. Other places you're like, okay, this is probably just a shrine to something yeah. that they're trying to, they couldn't find it. So they just said, maybe it's here. And you, you don't feel anything there. In right. other places you can feel, you knew there was something there. There was an open heaven there. And and then God just began downloading, downloading. You know, Paul, uh, John was the one that they said, maybe he won't die, right? Peter's like, hey, how come he doesn't have to die? What, what, that's not fair. And you know, and he goes, well, what is it to you? He didn't say for sure. He goes, what is it to you if, I, if he lives or dies? That's between me and him. Yeah, he said, what is it to you if I say he'll remain till I come, right? That was kind of, exactly. yeah. And so, and so then when, when I read Revelation, the Lord began downloading, uh, because you kept the word of my perseverance to one of the churches, I'll keep you from the hour of testing coming on the world to those that will be tested. And then Luke 21, 36, be alert at all times, pray that you have strength or that you be found worthy to escape all these things coming on the earth, so the floods, famines, pestilence, plague, war, and it's not saying before or after the Lord's return, just in general, that we can be here until he returns. So that's what the Lord told me. He goes, I want you to have faith to be unkillable. And they boiled him in the hottest oils. And, and they, I heard the story when I was there. They explained it. As they're boiling him to death, he was still preaching the gospel from the whatever water thing he was in. And he's like, and Jesus loves you. And he, and he got the whole island saved. Patmos was a very pagan. They worshiped Artemis, one of the Greek gods. And by the end of his time there, they were all worshiping Jesus. He was able to preach the gospel there, which is funny because that's why he was put in prison in the first place. And he just kept going. And then when he he didn't die, that I forgot who the, the leader was at the time, the Roman emperor, and he, they let him go. And, the, and then they most believe he went back to Ephesus and then Turkey to help the seven churches he was talking about. So there's no record. All the other apostles, it was very clear record of their death. There's no record of his death. There's rumors. There's no record. So it's interesting that... God wants to give us where we're unkillable until the Lord returns or well, unless you're called to be a martyr. That's different. Or maybe you do get killed, but you pop back up like Lazarus. And, Paul, you know, Paul, you said what you Paul. said. I'm going to, you know, risk this because you and I talked about this a few weeks ago by texting. We were texting each other back, back and forth. Are you saying or inferring that it's possible that John the Apostle lives to this day on the yeah. earth? So I know that's controversial, but according to what I'm reading in the Bible, that's what it says. Because it says about John... When he gets the visitation in Patmos, 
and then everyone thinks, well, that was the end of his life, right? Right before he died. It says, you will still go, you was, you're, it says, you will go to many kings all over the earth. You will go to tribes, you'll go to nations. And there's no record after that, that he fulfilled that yet. So could it be that he's here for the end time, maybe with one of the two witnesses? I mean, we don't know. Because well, we know, we both have heard, uh, we both heard that Bobby Connor said he's seen someone that was 800 years old. Yeah, I've heard several that have met people that are, you know, 800 years old, 1,000 years old. That so, and if John didn't fulfill yet the the end of what God said, you you are yet to go to many tribes. Many, there's no new books about all the stuff after Patmos. So what's interesting is maybe he's been reserved for such a time as this. We don't know. Elijah and Moses, you know, they were found on the Mount Transfiguration. They pop up, but they're the ones that had like Elijah just got taken in a whirlwind. Yeah. And then there's two. Who knows if they're part of the two witnesses or maybe. I don't know how it all works out, but the point is, if God could keep him alive, and maybe even to now, and even not be killed, even at an execution, God can give a supernatural, unkillable ability if we allow God to activate that. In a, Paul was literally martyred; he was stoned, stoning his execution, and it, and he got back up. So most likely he died, but it wasn't his time. Boom! He just popped back up and kept going. So imagine Crazy. being unkillable. What would you do for the what? What nation would you go? Maybe Afghanistan. Where would you go? Evangelize North Korea. If you knew you were unkillable unless the Lord allowed it. Well, you know, there's a, uh, this is not rumors, but history reports that uh, at least during his lifetime, he's not alive anymore. Um, but uh, George Washington, they said they, he, he's unkillable. They they found, they saw bullet holes through his clothes wow. and he wasn't hit. You know, he, the Lord preserved him at least for the, for the task at hand. I have no idea if he was saved or not saved or anything, but, if God wants to make you unkillable, he makes you unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> and, you well, know, and then it says to pray that you be kind of worthy to escape all these things. And what things? Uh, early death, killed by plague, famine, war. You know, some some Christians will, like during COVID. Some just passed away for whatever reason. It was their time or or maybe, I don't know. We, we don't know why. Others had COVID 10 times and never got anything happened to them. Where's that passage about be, that you'd be worthy to escape all these things? Is that Matthew 24? Where is yeah, that? Yeah, uh, it, here we go. It's uh, Luke. 2136. Yeah, and stand before the Son of Man. And then there's Revelation 3:10. I will keep you from the hour of testing. Some think that's rapture, but I think that's more than that. I think the whole world's gonna be tested along with the church. And in some ways, and then I think that's where the whole Goshens come in and places of refuge where you won't be forced to be part of the beast system hmm. before the returns. It's already started now. So it's already starting. And God's already giving wisdom and revelation to God's people. Hey, have alternate means of communication, have alternate resources have don't put all your eggs in the bank you know all your money like have other backup plans so god's already giving this wisdom for these end times so that's the exciting part so i'm excited i mean because rapture can't be your only backup plan i mean because things are going to happen before that we will be tested we will be yeah. tested before the lord returns severely and, and the american church has not yet been tested to the degree of most of the world you know africa they've been tested middle east korea asia so for some reason, Americans think, oh, well, we're American. We're blessed. We're just not going to go through anything. Yeah, I know. It's wrong mentality. So when the persecution comes, guess what? Maybe many will fall away and go, oh, I didn't sign up for that. I just signed up for joy, peace, love, prosperity. But I'm not going to. And during during the last three years, during the pandemic, many in fear just like hid their faith because they didn't want to be canceled or they didn't yeah. want. That was a test. So there's more testings coming is my point. Whatever yeah. your theology is of end times. You need to be ready to be tested and even give your life unto death and not deny the Lord if it comes to that. So it's kind of hard for an American mindset to understand that. Well, and, and back to your other point earlier today, you were saying 
you're safer on the offense in a foreign country where there's, you know, Muslims, whatever, threatening your life because they hate what you're doing and you feel safer there than what? Then, then not doing what God said. Maybe God yeah. said, go, you're like, no, I'm too scared. I'm going to stay home. And you walk across the street, you get hit by a truck. You know, like, I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just if you're in God's the safest place basically is God's will. It doesn't have to be the mission field. If you're called to do something here, you do it here. But your safest place is obeying what God told you, even if it looks hard. That's where really? you have favor, protection. You know, uh, and if you're a martyr and you're close to God, God can talk to you about that. You can have a conversation with it. Because Paul had a conversation. You know, he, he said, I don't know if I'm ready to go now, meaning be executed, or if I should stay. Basically, he was saying, God and I are having a conversation about this. But I think for your sake, I should stay. God even let Paul in on the conversation of the timing of his death. So that's amazing. You can be so close to God that that's not a fear thing. It's it's a conversation with the Lord. Well, and, and interesting, he let Paul in on that. And he Paul let the church in on that, that, you know, I, I, I could go, I could not go. You know, some people, my, my tradition said you don't really go to heaven and when you die, you lay in the grave and wait for the resurrection. But Paul said, you know, I really want to, my desire is to depart and be with him, basically. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's another, that's my, that yeah, was you're just my, sitting in the grave for years, waiting. that's not fun. I'm sitting in the ground. Hey, yeah. hurry up. No, I mean, I mean, I used to try and picture that. Yeah, that was Seventh-day Adventist. They, they preached that you do not, that when you die, everything, this body, mind, soul, spirit, everything is six feet under. Or, of course, you can be cremated. In, in other words, it's gone. But you're that. You were all those. And unless God resurrected you from all those molecules, which they believe that he would, will, uh, that you'll never experience heaven, even if you're saved. You have to be resurrected. So um, that was well, a very... I know that died and went to heaven and came back to tell it, saw Jesus. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they have arguments for all that. But, you know, yeah. I... Um, it's I, I have a lot more peace. My wife and I used to fear the end times and fear death because, you know, and then I would, as a kid, I remember picturing, I know we wouldn't really be uh, awake or alert or we would be gone, gone, but I still thought it would feel so claustrophobic <laughs> laying there beneath the earth because what else can you picture, you know? So anyway, Paul said, knew us to depart and be with Christ. Um, hey, talk about, uh, let's talk about your, your mission trip or anything you wanted to hit. I've got with some oh, yeah. graphics and things. So talk about what you wanted to yeah, so mention. Pray, pray for our, our next big trip. Well, of course, there's Pakistan in a few weeks. And then the next after that is, is a huge one, Nairobi, Kenya. They've got all the main churches coming together. for this. It's a national crusade. They've never actually experienced the full glory. That's what they said. And they want that. And even the government, you know, will be meeting with the government and prophesying over them. And it's going to be first time I think Kenya will experience something like this. They've had normal Kind of miracle healing stuff in the past not a whole lot actually recently but this is going to be a different national bringing the ark of the glory to the capital and the government and shifting so pray for that's on november and that's good. we have a team though if you want to come to that you can actually join it well uh, they so can and, and they yeah, go to the glo they go to the glory zone on that for information yeah, yeah the glory the glory yeah and then you see Oregon. put that whole put that whole website up there if you could emily um the glory zone.org so and then um, um, we have a fest. We have a we have a conference uh, December seven to ten called Festival of Miracles Conference. So we we do it during Hanukkah because that's supposed to be the Feast of Miracles. And every time we do that during that time, there's an increase in miracles, signs, wonders, glory. 
And we have other speakers coming. That's just the ones confirmed right now. Another one about to confirm, Joshua Mills, hopefully, and some others. So it's going to be – the last conference we just did was the most powerful we've ever, ever, ever had. And really? I'm not just – everyone – I'm not just saying that everyone that's been in our meetings for years have been – there's just an increase in the glory, the power, the accuracy, the prophetic, the miracles, the, the deliverance, and everything happening. So you, got, you don't want to miss this one. And last but not least, we have one um, – I don't have the graphic on it. We have the old graphic. You can put the old one up. But October 15 is our next revival night. So the last one we had a few days ago, uh, last Friday – like a guy drove from New Jersey in his car. They kept breaking down. Jeez. And then I go, someone's meniscus in your knees are being healed. He instantly gets healed. And then I, and I go, where are you? And he, and he points, you know, he lifts his hand. Then I start prophesying over him. You have a girl in your life. Uh, he, she led you astray. You used to be a believer. You have a call. She starts crying. Yeah, the girl is a witch. She led me astray. I, I shouldn't have gone with her. And this whole thing. And, and he gets up on the stage and testifies. And then demons start coming out of the guy. He's like, ah, <laughs> and then he's free. So that's revival night. You know, that's things like that start to happen. So October 15, come. If you can't come, watch online. Uh, that's all the fun stuff going on. And then, of course, we have our, a, a new, uh, not new book, but a new book that I've shared with you. Yeah, did we did we show your book? No, not yeah, yet. Let's I show that. So this book is awesome, especially in the timings that we're in. We're coming into the Feast of Tabernacles. We just came out of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. It talks about how to align with heaven. Number one, in this, I call them seasonal portals, portals in time where if you'll stop and pray, like, like Bob Jones, right? He used to pray on Yom Kippur, and he was like a hillbilly, right? He didn't know about yeah. Jewish stuff or feet. He just yeah. knew on that day he was supposed to fast, and he would have major encounter, Bobby Connor, the same major visitations. Then later they learned, oh, okay, that's a feast. I didn't know that. And so there's timings on the calendar where if you'll stop and pray and, and seek him, give, wait on him, you, you'll get... Like in the Bible, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's code. The Lord's day is code. There's certain days that are the Lord's day, even though every day is for the Lord, but certain special days, he goes, I'm going to meet with you and I'm going to download to you new assignments, new new favor, new blessing. And if you miss those divine appointments, you miss it. You miss something huge that would have accelerated everything in your life. So this talks about also geographical portals on the earth. Where are the geographical spots where that glory still resides? I even go really deep into stuff like, uh, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, he came to the United States and he re he recorded that he saw some of the native tribes and said, some of these tribes are not just native Americans. They are Jewish descent. Oh, they who, apostles, they who, 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 who proclaimed that Columbus, Columbus. And he even said, you know, at the, at the thinking at the time, you know, the crusaders were not great. Okay. They killed Jews. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of going on at that time. He goes, Oh, we can use them against, they should help us fight against the Muslims. I mean, he was, but he saw these tribes because some of them had the tassels, like some of the Cherokee tribes and the Oklahoma tribes. And they found the Ten Commandments in two locations so old, the writing, that the first settlers thought they was, it was ancient Native American. Found out it was ancient Hebrew. From, it could really? only be Solomon or King David's time. It was Solomon. Because the Bible says he took three-year journeys around the entire globe. Magellan, it took three years to circumnavigate the earth. And it says, along with the Israelites and the Phoenicians with the king of Hiram, the Israelites went on three-year journeys and brought back to the temple. So think about it. The Native Americans already had a witness of the God of Israel from the time of King Solomon. And when the temple was destroyed, guess where they knew where to flee to? They knew to go to the, to the, to the Americas during the time of Solomon. I know it sounds crazy. And how did they get the maps? I found out that Columbus got the maps from Jewish map makers that had it from the time of Solomon. That's how they got to the New World. My goodness. But they By the way, in fact, they're going to India. So it's all in the book. And so when I wrote it, the publisher at first was like, oh, I don't know. Wait, this sounds really out there. So I give all the documentation and they're like, okay, yeah, it's it's documented. Who's your publisher on that one? 
I think that's Destiny Image. Okay. Wow. So do you, can you say which tribe? Would you know which tribe? It's in the book. I don't remember. There's one tribe in Oklahoma. They, they claim to be from the Masada area. Of course, the Cherokees we know have a blood, Jewish bloodline for sure. Different ones. And the, the, the things they would do would be very Jewish. They, the feast times that they would do their things, the tassels, that they, they had tassels like the Jews. It was really interesting that they kept some of that. And so it would make sense when the Bible says King Solomon bought kings from every tribe on the face of the earth. What if some of those Indian tribes came to Jerusalem and saw My the glory and brought it back? So My that by goodness. the time the white men came with the Bible and the gospel, the Hawaii, Queen of Hawaii even, the gospel was presented and there were some of them that could connect to it. You know, Of course, all the bad things happened when the settlers, uh, some of the Americans came in and killed the Indians and lied. Yeah. I think we, we, we kept no treaty. Uh, yeah. So of course that turned them away from the gospel because we were supposed to be Christian. So a lot of things need to be healed in that area. But the point is, that the, in the Americas, the Old Testament was found, or the Torah, from the time of either David. It couldn't be King David because he was he was fighting too many battles. He wasn't surfing, navigating the earth, but Solomon was. Even all the ore in Lake Superior was all mined. And the Bible says how much gold, how much silver, how much whatever for the temple, but ore without measure. And when the, when the white man came to the Americas and went to Lake Superior, this, someone had mined out a lot of the ore. And at the time, the native tribes had no use for it. It was for the smelting pot that uh, he had near Elat. He had a smelting ore, like, kind of like factory that you can still visit the, the ruins of it in the southern part of Israel. So it's, so all that stuff's in the book. Even wow. where's the Garden of Eden today, geographically, where originally located, it's all in the book there. Yeah, I'll have to get that. Uh, say the name of the title one more time. Yeah, so it's Aligning with Heaven, Unleashing Aligning. Ancient Secrets to Power, Blessing, and Glory. Sid Roth did the Ford on that. He was Kind enough to do that. Oh well, I'll have to get I'll have to get that one myself. I'm very intrigued that. So oh, yeah. All, all right. Well, David, thank you so much. God bless you. Let's see a quick reminder that Thursday, you're seeing this on Wednesday. Cindy McGill will be with us on Thursday. So don't miss that. She's always very, very potent what she shares. So David, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh have thank a, you. well, you know what? Before I let you go, would you go ahead and pray for the people? Because I'd like to I'd like to have you pray before we close yeah. that up. Yeah. Lord, I, I just pray for everyone watching that, first of all, your your presence of mm. your kabod, your glory would yeah. come on them, especially during this season of the feast that we're in between the Yom Kippur and Tabernacles. Let your presence come. Let your glory come. Visit them. Give them visions. Give them dreams. Show them and align them for this season, for this new year on the heavenly calendar, 5784. I pray that we have no fear for the times ahead. Fear not, says the Lord, all throughout the Bible. But let them be in faith, let them be excited, let them have vision for their personal destiny, their personal call, whether it's ministry or business or, or, or behind the scenes at their job. I pray you yeah. would bless them, you would show them, you would guide them, and that they and their children would be saved in this season. The prodigals to come home now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks a lot, David. Uh, so we'll see you all tomorrow, Thursday, 11 o'clock Pacific. See you there. Thanks. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.